do you actually use head and shoulders? Does does your fringe bother you? If if the producers called you up and said, uh, "Come on, Strictly, would you do it?" Have you always wanted to be a, a presenter? Bringing you a kid-friendly radio show Every Saturday afternoon on YouTube Broadcasting live at one o'clock Broadcasting live at one Hello and welcome to episode 38 of The Brickies Show with me, Ethan. Coming up on today's show, an interview with Strictly Come Dancing presenter, Claudia Winkleman. Yes, today's episode has only got the intro, the Claudia Winkleman interview and the outro because... Um, because I thought uh, this interview uh, deserved the whole show. Uh, so if you just want to see the interview as well, uh, just skip ahead a few uh, minutes. So we have no uh, weekly watch list or head-to-head the best guests in this episode, but they will be back next episode. First, if you haven't checked out um, already, go and follow uh, my socials on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, all at the Brick Kids uh, Show, for clips throughout the week um, and behind the scenes and more. Um, I do also have a gaming channel where I uploaded my first video to it since uh, the start of May of this year. A long time without any videos, but I'm back. So if you want to see how well I know UK cities in the game GeoGuessr, check it out in the description down below. So I've been quite busy the past uh, week because uh, it's now the summer holidays, which I'm very, very excited about. Uh, my week started uh, last uh, Saturday uh, when me and my parents went to see some friends, uh, some parents some of my parents' friends. Then on Sunday, I went to swim in a river uh, with my brothers because it was so warm. Uh, Then on Tuesday, I went to Durham Police Headquarters uh, in a police car where I had a tour around, a tour around the armory in the control room. And I also uh, got to interview the Chief Constable. That interview will be out next episode in two weeks. Uh, Then on Wednesday, I interviewed Claudia Winkleman. Uh, Stick around for that interview later in this episode. Uh, then on Thursday, I went to see, uh, I went to the cinema um, for the first time since September of last year um, to see Marvel's uh, Black Widow film. That it, it was really good. I'll do a review on it uh, next episode. Basically, that is what I've been doing for the past um, week or so. Um, but yeah, now it is time for probably my biggest interview that I've ever done with the biggest celebrity I have ever done. It's time for my interview with award-winning presenter Claudia Winkleman. Welcome on the show, BBC Radio 2 and Strictly Come Dancing presenter, the one and only Claudia Winkleman. How are you doing today? Thank you so much for having me. I'm very well. How are you? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm doing really good. Uh, before we get started with the questions, I just want to say a massive thank you for taking uh, time out of your day to be here with um, me. Uh, I literally can't believe you're here. Uh, I absolutely love your work. I've watched like Strictly since I was young. I even used to like dress up in a suit. And I, like I, had, it. I had these like score panels and I would give every dance a score and I would be like a judge. Um, I also love uh, the best home cook as well, Britain's oh, best, and and obviously your radio show. But let's first go right back to the beginning. Okay. Um, and have you have you always wanted to be a, a presenter? Uh, no, I no. Um, I mean, I'm really old, Ethan. I could be your grandparent. Let's just say that out loud. So going back, I'm like, oh, I can't remember what I had for lunch yesterday. However. Uh, no, I didn't want to be a presenter. When I was really young, I wanted to be either a policewoman or okay. a marine biologist. And okay. I wasn't intelligent enough to do either of those. And then um, I thought, and then I discovered my love of art through my dad, who was amazing, and through a brilliant teacher I had at school, just the most amazing teacher. So then I thought I'd like to work in a gallery or be or work in art history or restoration or something like that but um that didn't happen yeah so, so i uh, i saw um you actually got an art history degree um yeah. so when when uh what was like your first job in broadcasting how did you okay. get into that so i mean i know it's annoying but it was really weird and by accident um somebody i knew at university uh who was very clever called andy uh went off and i didn't even know him that well and he was working for a production company and his boss said go and get me an unknown like go and find unknowns you know i.e people that you haven't seen on telly so he phoned like 10 of us from university and we just had to talk into a camera about nonsense um and I went down, I mean, looking disgusting, like I am now, messy, and talked about how I love Duran Duran. You won't, you might not know who they are, but yeah, again, think. back to our age difference. <laughs> and I was scared of spiders and I forgot about it. And then about six months later, somebody who was setting up a cable channel asked me to go and work for them. And by then I was working in magazines. Like I've always wanted to have a proper job so that when the telly thing doesn't work out, I could do that. That's why I've always tried to write columns or... I wrote a book or you know just something else to do so that when they go you're right uh you are absolutely rubbish then i can still do something else um and then i started just working at weekends into telly on this cable show that nobody watched i would occasionally go let's open the phone lines and nobody would ring uh but it was really good practice and then it just went on from there and i've always worked with lovely people and i've just been incredibly lucky yeah, so was that your first presenting job then? Your first, yeah. So, so your first job in broadcasting was also your first presenting job? Yes. Although, no. Uh, I mean, let's not get pernickety, but I had done work experience before, i.e. just making coffee um, in all kinds of places, everywhere I could go. I was a waitress from the age of 16 every holiday. But then if... Uh, I could snook in and do a bit of work experience anywhere, um, whether it was at a museum or a gallery 
or a newsroom or I don't know anything, then I would try and do that. So I, I did a bit of coffee making, but yes, basically that was my first job and I was unbelievably bad at it. And um, so how was it li- like uh, going on the first uh, time live on television? I mean, it was scary, but the television that I was doing at the time, nobody was watching. I don't think even my parents had it. So I was quite relaxed. And when you do live telly, you have an earpiece in your ear where the bosses, the director, the producer, um, the brilliant person in charge of timing talks to you. And I was so inexperienced that they would say something to me and I would talk back to them. So I'd be in the middle of interviewing somebody and they'd go, (laughs) Claudia, can you speed up? And I'll go, and I'd go, you know, I'd be going, oh, thank you so much. And then I'd look to the camera and go, okay, I'll be a bit faster. And then I would talk back (laughs) to them. I mean, it was bad. It was bad. But I got lots of hours of practice. Um, so were you like more nervous when you first went live on like a major uh, television yes. channel? Yes. And still, even though I'm 49, I get really scared now. If Tess is ever wearing something with long sleeves, um, it's because I've squeezed her arm so much that I've actually hurt her arm because I get that nervous. Yeah. Wow. She doesn't mind. She's an adorable girl. Uh, yeah, I still get really nervous. Not because what I think I do is important. It's not that. Um, It's just that I don't want to let everybody down. If I mess up, that would be bad. So it's more for the lovely people in my ear and the whole crew and everyone in production. And something like Strictly is like a massive, it's a juggernaut. And what I do is a miniature, miniature part of it. But everything is timed, you know, you need to have the time for the dancers, the time for Dave Arch, the time for the judges, the time for them to get up to my area, the time for Tess to be able to chat with them and all of those things. So if I go off on one, then I mess it up for everyone. So does that make any sense? Just about responsibility. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you continued presenting from uh, doing that first job. Um, But now let's fast forward uh, to when you started presenting uh, Strictly Takes Two, uh, which when the, then uh, went on to presenting the results show of the main show. Then in 2014, you started presenting uh, the main show on the Saturday night as well. So first, what was it like uh, moving from presenting the extra show to presenting one of the biggest shows in, in, in TV on the, in the UK? I mean, scary, but um, I loved It Takes Two. It Takes Two was one of the best jobs I have ever had in my life. We were like a little family. Um, I think I was pregnant twice on it. Very bad morning sickness, just sort of throwing up on myself. Um, And it was a joy of a show. It was half an hour and it was live and it was just for the real fans. So I could really talk about heel leads. Uh, until my eyebrows fell off and I then Bruce um, decided not to do the result show so I started working with Tess who I'd always loved on a Sunday but yeah doing the main show that first show I did where I think I decided to literally wear a pink towel and no makeup let's not talk about it Um, I was completely terrified terrified but yeah you know the set any first i'm sure for you a new school year or a new experience you get really nervous tummy and you're like i can't um but then all of a sudden it happens and you're all right 
yeah um so you've mentioned you still do get nervous for strictly is that every time or is that just at the start of the new series um i think every time i mean i'd like to say that i'm really cool and i'm relaxed about it but i'm not um i'd like to go yeah i just get all orange and just go out there uh but now i get pretty nervous but i guess uh, the more the run goes on you know, by episode five, the nerves slightly ease up, but then they really heighten again. Like the semi-final is nerve-wracking when they do two dances because I want, I don't, I just, all you want is for the people to take part, to have the best time. And for the dancers who are extraordinary to feel um, supported and respected and loved and all of the, those things. And then you've got the final, that's nerve-wracking. But, you know, I love it. It's the best job ever. Yeah. So run me through what a, it's like uh, to pre uh, presenting Strictly from Monday uh, to when you go live on a f Saturday night. So I guess uh, Monday you're lying down eating macaroni and cheese or noodles because you're a bit quite you're quite sleepy. And I've got three kids, so I get fully involved in kid world. Um, and then you find, you're desperate to find out what they're dancing to and which dances they're doing. So you sort of go, oh my God, they're doing an Argentine tango to that. And then you start getting all over excited and you'll speak to your producer and all the producers on Strictly are brilliant. Friday, you go in for a full rehearsal and you try and watch as much as you can, but you also know you can't be annoying. So you can't be in the way. You can't go, oh my God, can you just do that again for me? because the schedule is so tightly packed. Um, and then you get up first thing on Saturday and then you get there and then you do a dress run and then you go live. And there are certain moments, like Ed Balls did Gangnam Style. Uh, there are certain dances or Alicia Dixon did, I think a Viennese waltz that was so beautiful. There are moments when the crew and production and everyone will go, do you want to come and see? And then you get so excited because you know people are going to watch it on a Saturday night and you're like, ah, did that really happen? So um, so the bit, there's a real build. Then you do the live show. Then we go into Tessa's room where we lie down on the floor and eat enough pizza to, I don't know, to feed 17 rugby teams. And then we talk about the show. Then uh, I'll have seven diet seven ups and then go home and then Sunday, full family day. And that's when I try and make my kids do their homework. And we eat a lot of roast potatoes. <laughs> and uh, you, you mentioned in one of your This Morning interviews, uh, you like your sleep. Uh, so how is it like on a, a strictly Saturday at night when you have to do the live show? Then come on, Claudia, we all know that you record the results show uh, uh, no for the, for the su Sunday after the live show, even though you make an effort to get changed to seem like it's a whole different show. Um, all of that. No, must... all of that. no <laughs> we go in on a Sunday, obviously. Um, uh, I, I, I sleep a lot in the week and I'm a big believer of naps. You don't need a naps yet. You're young, but I really love them. I'm going to have a nap. Well, after this, I've got to do some work, but then I might just close my eyes for 20 minutes. Yeah, and all, all of that um, recording and all of that good stuff on uh, the Saturday must take, uh, must make the night quite late. Uh, no, no, we finish when we come off air. You can't get me on. You cannot. <laughs> you cannot. Oh. 
sorry. Oh no. Um, you all seem to have a really good relationship uh, with the celebrities on camera. Do you actually in real life and do you keep in contact with all the celebs that come on the show? Um, I don't know whether we, it's not that we don't keep in contact, but yeah, I'll follow them on social media. I'm rubbish on social media and forget to go on. But when I do go on, I'm like, oh, look, uh, Bill and Oti have done a podcast or whatever it is. Um, so I do all of that. Uh, no, we get on brilliantly because our our job, the whole show's job is to make sure, because you're getting these lovely people who have said, yeah, all right. And they're so nervous. And our job is just to look after them. And they all also look after each other because when you're about to go out and dance in front of X million people and you've never danced before, you, the only people that you need are other people who are going through the same experience. I mean, not the only, they also need their families and their friends and everything else, but they really look after each other. And the professional dancers are literally the most important part of the entire show because they walk them through it and look after them throughout. But no, they all get on really well. They're not, they're not even competitive. They really, when they, last year they couldn't be, but when they're in my little area, um, and somebody gets a 10, you know, when Anton got a 10, everybody felt like they'd got a 10, you know, they're really happy for each other. It's not like they're sitting there going, I hope they get a five. That's, that's not how it works. Yeah. And, um, if, if the producers called you up and said, uh, come on strictly, would you do it? No, <laughs> absolutely not. I'd be terrible. Would you? Yeah, I'd be terrible. I'd be terrible but, at home cooking. But, well. but you've got all of that experience because you've seen so many people dance. No, but watching <laughs> is very different from doing, as we know, Ethan. I also like watch, watching people climb the Grand Canyon, but I wouldn't have a go. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if if you said you would do it, um, who would you want your uh, partner to be? This is very difficult. This is very difficult <laughs> because I would feel disloyal you know, I love Johannes, I love Giovanni, I love Katya, I love Karen, uh, I love Tess. I think my partner would have to be Tess. It, it, it would make a good special, the presenters yeah, yeah. dance instead. Um, so, so what is your favourite and least favourite thing about presenting Strictly? Oh, my, uh, well, my favourite thing is working with that particular team. So Sarah's our boss, then there's Nicola, Nikki's our director, um, laughing with them. I mean, properly laughing and being together and feeling like we're just part of this magical, feels like Christmas, even though we start in September, it feels like Christmas. Um, I adore that bit and I also love, and this is gonna sound revolting, please don't feel nauseous, I love watching people fall in love with dance. That's a disgusting thing to say. <laughs> but, you know, it's really amazing watching, um, like Bill, just go, oh, I love this. I don't understand. I love this. So that is a privilege. Um, I don't have a least favourite thing. I mean, I'm not very good at walking in high heels. <laughs> Quite like to do it in a slipper. <laughs> just you, you tell the ca cameraman just keep it up keep, keep it up yeah <laughs> zoom into my face not my feet i can't because i'm standing next to somebody who is double my height <laughs> he's a yeah. supermodel yeah 
Um, so what do you do when you're not doing a Strictly series? I mainly follow my kids around and try and lick their eyebrows and try and make them tidy their rooms and try and teach them how to make a good omelette, which isn't both too runny or too burnt. Uh, and I do the school run. I live right in the centre of London, don't have a garden, but I live next to a tube. So I dart around, I see my parents a lot. And um, and I work on Radio 2s on Saturdays, but that's basically it. Yeah, and um, uh, great lead into my next questions. Um, so you started your Radio 2 show um, yeah. at the start of this year, uh, which I have been on, and, and messed up George Ezra's name. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very difficult name uh, yeah what i can want. i can say it fine now it was, it was just that moment um no, and and uh do you get nervous uh did you get nervous before your first yeah. show on radio two and do you uh still get nervous now uh after you've been doing it for a few months i got ab absolutely i was i was shaking before the first one um and again not because what i think i do is like vital it's just because i'd always listen to graham it, i just felt like a huge honor you know i'd feel nervous if you said can you come and um help with the gardens at my school i'd be nervous about that anything new is nerve-wracking for me um because basically i just stay in and nap and follow the kids around we've we've established that um and now yeah, I still get a bit nervous, but I use those nerves. I think I don't think nerves are bad. I used to get nervous before finals, before A-levels, before GCSE. If I wasn't nervous, I would be a bit flat. I quite like a bit of jumpy. But then once I'm in it, I mean, I love that show. I absolutely love it. And you play great music. Well, I, I love my music. Um, and do you like uh, presenting TV or radio more? I like them both. I can't choose. I can't choose. Um, it's difficult. They use different parts of my brain. This week, we, um, I write a column for uh, the Times Lux Supplement thing. Anyway, and I had to write 800 words about September. I, and I really enjoyed that. I like, I'm really, really lucky that you can use, I think lots of people in their different jobs, they have different elements so strictly is all sparkle and ba bam and i wear 10 tons of fake tan and that's all thrilling radio is just literally me in a tracksuit and my lovely producer jeff and brilliant sm and we have a lovely time and emma and lana and it's gorgeous and that's different so yeah i'm really lucky i couldn't choose i know that's an annoying answer i realized i'm sorry yeah and um I also love you on uh, Britain's Best Cook, uh, but yeah. do you get to taste test the food? Everything. 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 I inhale the food <laughs> and they're such good cooks. They are up. Have you ever had something called Kedgeri? No. Get get some today. I have, <laughs> I've, I've had one once in my life. It's going to sound disgusting, but it's basically rice. It's like a slightly curried rice with smoked haddock. I haven't sold it well. Anyway, I've had it once in my life. And this series, somebody made it. It was so good. I was eating it with a ladle. Like they literally had to go, Claude, step away. <laughs> and uh, with the latest series uh, that you did with celebrities, uh, were you more reluctant to taste the food uh, because it was made um, 
by the celebrities, not uh, the very good cooks that have been chosen for the other uh, No, they were very good cooks. <laughs> they were really, that's when the Kedgeri uh, debacle happened. No, I wanted to eat their food as well, but I also just love food. And Ed yeah. made an amazing chocolate cake, amazing. Oh. A chocolate birthday cake and I mean the minute they judged it we all just were piled in. <laughs> you, you must be it, it must be really nice for you because like whenever I watch them like cooking and or baking programs like Great British Bake Off and things uh, you like want to eat the food and you get to. <laughs> I'm very lucky I remember yeah. watching Bake Off and I watch Bake Off now and I you watch it and you go a how did they make that and b <laughs> especially biscuit week they make biscuits that are insane. I'm like, yeah, I need to eat that. Yeah, it makes you hungry, doesn't it? Totally. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so uh, let's move on uh, to obviously the past uh, year and a half has been quite hard for uh, lots of people. How were the lockdowns for you? Um, as you say, they were very hard for lots of people. So I will not complain. I refuse to because uh, my family was safe knock on wood, pull my ear, just have to do that. We're superstitious. So we were safe and uh, we were together. So um, I was a very bad homeschooler. So my husband had to take over. I was terrible. I mean, I've got big ones. I've got 18, 15, but the 10 year old, uh, well, he was eight when it started. Yeah, I wasn't very, I'm not very good at math and I'm not very patient, but uh, no, it was absolutely fine. I'm not going to complain. People have had a terrible time. And did you get bored uh, during uh, the lockdown? I didn't. No. I you absolutely didn't. I read some yourself. brilliant books. Yeah. I read some brilliant books and I made the kids take part in something called Craft Corner. They okay. really hate me. Can you imagine? Which was like mending um, any clothes that they had that had like holes in or whatever. And we would all sit there and we'd take it in turns to choose which music <laughs> we listen to. Anyway, they, okay. they think I'm vile. Hmm. And uh, did you struggle uh, with your mental health during any of the lockdowns? Um, I'm going to be honest and say I was all right. Um, I was, I was, but I, you know, we were really, really lucky. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you actually uh, started uh, writing your book during uh, lockdown. Is that right? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, did it help you uh, through the lockdown? Lockdown. It was really enjoyable because I had a sort of focus. And it, I mainly wrote the book, you probably shouldn't tell my husband this, to get out of homeschooling, uh, because then he had to do it. So, um, but it was nice. I love writing. And I just sort of went off and brrrr about my fringe or wearing black. I mean, it, none of it was useful to anyone, but I quite enjoyed it. Um, I also saw uh, when I was researching uh, that you don't like skiing. Um, and uh, w when I found... I think it's a disgrace. Uh, when I found this out, I didn't know whether to interview her anymore, uh, Claudia, uh, because I absolutely love skiing. I was even born in Austria. Stop it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry I've let you down. You can't change my mind. I think it is a ridiculous thing to do. But lots of my friends love it, and I let them go. That's fine. You go somewhere, <laughs> wake up early wear unflattering outfits, <laughs> throw yourself down a mountain, then all stand around in some sort of disgusting dungarees and eat some hot cheese 
and then do it all over again. Then you have to dry out your clothes. You have to take off your weird, wet clothes. Then you have to get into a ski lift, holding skis, a ski pass with loads of people. Then you lose a glove. I mean, it's just a solid no. That is not holiday. And I don't know what it is. It's not holiday. Um, and uh, I, I, I can't argue with that, to be honest. Um, there you go. So, and you seem to keep uh, your life outside of TV and radio quite private. Uh, do you think it's important to keep your children out of the spotlight and they can decide themselves if uh, they want to be in the spotlight? Yes, totally. Yes, to our, in answer to all of those questions, yes. A, they're not interested. I'm not sure they really know what I do. I mean, my 15-year-old daughter texts me almost every Saturday while I'm live on air going, Mum, did you finish the jam? I'm like, I'm about to interview somebody live on radio too. Ask <laughs> Dad about jam. Like, anyway, so, um, no, that's just, that's my life and nobody needs to see that. Not because, and also, they'd be incredibly bored. It's literally just us sitting around playing Scrabble. <laughs> and or me I telling them to put their phones down. <laughs> and uh, my, my brother started uni university last year uh, how are you feeling about uh, your son leaving home <laughs> not good it's not good Ethan very bad yeah. I don't want it to happen it is going to happen I'm making him do weird things with me like I just want to be with him all the time Some making the most of it I'm making the most of it so I'll do anything he wants you know <laughs> yesterday I was like let's go for a kebab Tomorrow we're doing pottery together. I just, you know, I think it's very difficult. I think, I bet it was hard for your mum when your brother left. Yeah, it, it was hard for me as well. I, I like was crying and things. But uh, but now uh, I got used to it and I actually even moved into his room and set up more nice. my, all, all my studio things. Uh, but now he's come back for the summer. I'm a bit annoyed because I've had to move back into my small old room. Yeah. That. I don't know what we're gonna do. I don't know what we're gonna do. Anyway, uh, so these are some questions uh, some of my friends in my drama group said. Okay. Um, uh, w one person said uh, you come off uh, as uh, across as a really friendly uh, person on TV and radio. Uh, how do you manage any negative comments or feedback uh, that come your way? Oh, that's so sweet. I hope I'm friendly. I don't mind about number one. I've been lucky I don't really get a lot. And if I do, that's also fine. I mean, everybody's allowed an opinion. I'll watch people on telly going, what is she wearing? I mean, I would never put it on social media, granted. But um, I don't feel the negativity. I think that's sort of a state of mind. And I think I've been lucky. I think there's a good thing about being 49 is you don't, I don't check what everybody says. I'm not putting myself I mean, of course, I'm putting myself out there because I'm on telly on radio, but I don't really do it on social media. No. Uh, another person said, um, does does your fringe bother you? <laughs> no, I love it. I am. I am just a walking fringe. I am a fringe. I mean, it's quite, no, it's all right now. I mean, last week it was there, but that's yes. how I like it. I've also got very bad eyesight, so I can't see anything anyway, so it makes no difference. <laughs> 
okay and also um th this is like the most requested uh question like uh whenever i told someone uh you were coming on the show uh they would ask this even the chief constable of durham police who i no interviewed way. uh who i interviewed yesterday that's why i actually turned your agent down when she said yesterday um so the, que the question uh, the most wanted question the people that has asked do you actually use head and shoulders yes yes i do ethan if you were here <laughs> it sounds weird i would show you my bathroom i've always <laughs> used it my stepdad always used it and then my mum used it and i mean i don't know whether my hair looks okay now but um uh because we just went on quite a windy weird walk to see a goose uh that's not code it was an actual goose uh yeah i've always used it and i always will so when they fire me and they use somebody else that's got nicer hair if anyone wants to come to my house they will see head and shoulders um so what this is my final question what advice would you uh give um give to me into breaking into the uh broadcast in, in into the broadcasting industry and getting my first presenting job well number one i'd say already you've smashed it Thank you're you. doing brilliantly um you put a nice little reel together and you send it to people um any shows that you really love that you think do you know what i could do that you look at oh it's 10 i'm so sorry i'm with you uh you look at the credits and you write to them so i think davina mccall who was the most brilliant tv presenter just wrote to mtv she wrote to them and wrote to them and wrote to them uh people won't come and just find you you have to tell them that you're there yeah and um, this is just to end off I'll, I'll 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 be as quick as i can um and uh i i see you it's uh, going to be hard presenting two live shows when strictly starts as well as your radio show yeah um i i would be more than happy to help you present uh your radio show while you're doing strictly you can present it brilliant. in the other months uh we'll, brilliant we'll, we'll sort it out We'll um, come to an agreement, Ethan. Yeah, no you've, got, you've got my con your agent's got my contact details. Uh, so, th so thank you for coming on my show and giving so much time to me. And um, I was also wondering uh, wh whether any of your celebrity friends would like to come on my show. That would be great and help me out. Um, you've got my contacts again. Um, just using just using my um, using my opportunities. Yes, clever boy. Uh, Ethan, thank you so much for having me thank on. Thank you. Okay, again, thank, thank you. you. Enjoy, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you, you okay. too. Bye. Bye. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye, bye, bye. So, hopefully you enjoyed that interview with the one and only Claudia Winkleman. I, I still can't believe I've got her on the show. We all now know the question. She does actually use head and shoulders. Uh, but I do want to say a massive, a massive thank you uh, to claudia winkleman for taking time out of a day um um to talk to me and hopefully posting it on her socials um if you do want to see more of claudia winkleman all of her uh, links to all of her social media and her radio and tv show are down in the description down below sadly that is all we have time for in today's episode we will be back on the 7th of august on audio and the 8th of um, august on video with an interview with the chief constable of durham police uh, the weekly watch list and head head the best guest please share this video with your friends and family like comment listen to last week's episode if you haven't already listen to this show until the end email me follow me on facebook twitter Inst 
Instagram and TikTok and subscribe because we are trying to get to 200 subscribers or follow or favorite or review or whatever your listening platform does. It really does make help out and it does mean a lot in the meantime if you have any suggestions to make the show better um or if you want to talk on the show or if you have a tv show or film that you'd like to nominate for the watch list or if you want the chance to compete in head-to-head the best guess comment below message me on facebook twitter or instagram or email me at the show at gmail.com so that is all we have time for in today's episode uh, we will be back um on the 7th of august on audio and the 8th of august on video at the same time but for now goodbye bringing you a kid friendly radio show every saturday afternoon on youtube Broadcasting live at one o'clock Broadcasting live at one o'clock